Yo, what is going on, everybody? And welcome back to episode 7 of the Nothing But Sports podcast. I'm Rahel Jaswell. We got a lot to talk about this episode, talking some NBA basketball, some MLB playoff preview for the Yankees, and of course, finishing it off with our, or at least my NFL predictions for the Giants this week, and some notable matchups in week three. So, Let's get it started in the NBA. We're going to talk. So the Lakers take on the Nuggets tonight, I believe, at 9 o'clock is the start time. The Lakers up 3-1. Nuggets trying to do it again, make it the third straight time they've come back from a 3-1 series deficit. Now, can they do it? No, they are not going to do it. The Lakers will close this one out with, not with ease, I'd say, but I think the Lakers are going to close it out. I know Anthony Davis right now is questionable for the game, but Frank Vogel said he's a, he's a, he's good to go. So he'll be playing, and I think he'll be fine. I think they're going to do a great job. Um, I feel like LeBron knows that you know this game is extremely important because the last thing you want to do is give the Denver Nuggets confidence. I mean, you see how well they're playing right now. Well, you see how well they've played this whole playoffs down 3-1 with their backs against the wall. So I think it'll be a close game. And if the Lakers don't wrap it up this series, then maybe we can this game, then maybe we can talk about if the Nuggets have a real chance at coming back. But for now... They are, the Lakers have proven they are on a clearly a different level than the Clippers this season and the Utah Jazz. So for that reason, the Lakers close it out and get to the NBA Finals. I think Jamal Murray is going to have a fantastic, I think both of them are going to have a fantastic game, but I think the bench production of Rajon Rondo uh, is going to be too much to overcome. He's proven that in this playoffs that he's almost made a big three with LeBron and Anthony Davis. So that reason, LeBron and AD are probably going to come out aggressive attacking, giving, getting open shots for KCP, Alex Caruso, and I feel like a lot of those, some of those are going to fall down early. So for that reason, I think the Lakers move on and they get to the NBA Finals. Now, the Miami Heat had a chance to clinch their NBA Finals spot last night, but they fell to the Boston Celtics as Boston played an extremely high level of basketball in the second half. Essentially, essentially after the first quarter, they played an extremely high level. I mean, in the first quarter, they looked tight, came out nervous, were settling for too many jump shots, took too many threes, and for that reason, they were they looked horrible in the first quarter. But they picked it up. Jason Tatum had a great second half after a lackluster first half, a great third quarter, I should say. So. The Miami, the Miami Heat, they missed the chance yesterday, but the Boston Celtics, I think, have figured out the zone. They have figured out in order to beat this Miami Heat zone, they need to attack the basket. They cannot be settling for jump shots. Jason Tatum should not be settling for seven, eight three-pointers a game. He needs to put his head down, attack, and get. And also, if he if he doesn't get the bucket when he attacks, get to the free throw line. We saw that last night. How many times? He was able to get to the free throw line. That's a big part of his scoring ability, his ability to get to the free throw, free throw line and knock it down. Marcus Smart has been playing great. They played great defense. It all started with their defensive intensity that really picked up. I know the numbers don't show it, but Kemba Walker had a good game being aggressive. All uh, Daniel Tice played out of his mind. I don't know if that's going to happen again, but all the Boston Celtics players were really aggressive um, after the first quarter. They figured out that, you know what, we can't settle for jump shots and come out empty on these possessions. We got to attack the basket. We got to attack. You know, Jason Tatum's got to be aggressive when he's being guarded by a guy like Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero is not strong enough to keep up with Jason Tatum. Marcus Smart realized he has to get aggressive, put his head down, and then kick out to maybe an open shooter like Jalen Brown. You know, but not settling for those tough three pointers that they really did. That really that they settled for. Uh, they've settled for in this series. I was very surprised in Game Four how. They decided, they continued to set, they didn't take it to the basket as much as I would have liked. I mean, we saw in game three, down 2 nothing, how much they took it to the basket. Almost blew the lead in the end, but that ended up helping them win. So I'm, I, I suspect they'll probably be looking for the same outlook in game six. Now, it's going to be interesting. 
Does Eric Spolstra switch up and go back to man defense, or does he continue with the zone? Because if the Celtics have cracked this zone defense, it's going to be very hard for Miami. You see, and they have also have not been shooting well in the postseason or in the last couple games. You know, they have great three-point shooting, and they are maybe a, they're a very complete team, but their their three-point shooting this this these last two games has been off. So it's going to be interesting to see. Do they continue to fire away? I think they do. Duncan Robinson had a good first half, kind of went cold after that, but um, three-point shooting sometimes doesn't sometimes just doesn't work in the postseason. The numbers go down. The per, the three-point percentage in general always goes down in the postseason when the defense tightens up. So it's going to be interesting, but nevertheless, I think Eric Spolstra will still will still. I think is a smart enough to coach to find a solution. Now, at the beginning of this series, I had the Boston Celtics in six or seven games. I still do believe that. I do believe that they can come down. That I do believe that they can come back from 3-1 because realistically, this series could have been over if they had just played better. They had just stayed focused in the first two, first two games of the series when Miami overcame those double-digit leads. You look at that game and go, how the hell did Miami do this? How are they realistically? So this 3-1 series comeback is not as much of an uphill climb as other ones because... It doesn't feel like a 3-1 series at this point. When you look at that board and entering Game 5 and seeing Celtics are down 3-1 when they've led 75% of the way, it's not a huge concern for Boston. So now 3-2 is even more manageable. It's almost like 3-2 it, is very manageable at this point, and I feel like Boston's going to continue to find answers, and I do think they win this series in seven games. And this 3-1 comeback is probably is probably the most realistic to happen out of all 3-1 comebacks because this series has been played at a level where Realistically, it shouldn't be 3-1. We saw this with, again, in Toronto, that we were looking at ourselves saying, how did this series go seven games? Boston could have won this in five or six. And Miami's had a great season, and I do think it's going to be mentally tough. So I expect two very tough physical games, two games in game six and game seven. But I got Boston in the end. I think Boston moves on to play the NBA Finals against the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, if that happens... Uh, I'd probably pick L.A., but I think it'd be a very tight series with Jason if Jason Tatum can play well. But we don't know. We don't know how it'll be Boston's those guys' first trip to the NBA Finals, so we'll see how nervous they are and how tight they come out to be. But that's 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 still looking ahead. Who knows? It might be Miami at this rate, but I still think Boston comes back from three one and they get to the NBA Finals. Now, now that the NBA is out of the way, let's transition to the MLB. Game one of the postseason game. All games of the postseason start on Tuesday. At this point, the Yankees are slated to match up versus the White Sox. Now. I'm confident the Yankees can win the wild card round because of their two pit because of Garrett Cole and Masahiro Tanaka. Game one, Garrett Cole is I think I think at this rate he where he's hit his dominant form. I think it's a pretty much it's a very good chance you're going to win the offense. Only has to score two three runs, and Masahiro Tanaka has been a big game pitcher in the postseason, so he's probably gonna he's probably gonna pitch out as well. So for that reason, I think they can advance past the wild card game. Now, the only the only ser- uh, the only way I'd see them not advancing past the wild card game is if they play the Tampa Bay Rays. Then that's a different story. Then I think they don't win that series because they have the pitching to match up with Garrett Cole. They can throw Blake Snell in game two and Tyler Glasnow in game one. So and the Yankees have really struggled against the Rays this year. You can even throw you can make the argument throwing Charlie Morton out there for game one and game two and the Rays have been seriously banged up with injuries this year and the Yankees still haven't been able to beat them even when Stanton and Judge were playing at the beginning of the season, they still couldn't beat them with that with that filthy bullpen. So, if the Rays were to match up with the Yankees, I think that's the one team that would probably I pick them to lose against. Um, but I think any other team, I'd pick them to back against. Maybe if they get uh, in the American League, but 
I'm just hoping that it's not a matchup with Tampa Bay in the first round because I think that's that's an, that's a first round exit for the Yankees. But with the White Sox, their bullpen I know is held up this year, but it has been suspect at times. So is the Yankees' bullpen, but I think they're starting to turn it around. So for that reason, if they were to match up against the White Sox or any other team, I think I'd pick them to win the wild card round. The only team, again, I wouldn't pick up against would be the Tampa Bay Rays just because the Rays have had their number all season long. Yankees have struggled to hit with runners in scoring position against them. Glasnow and uh, Snell have completely shut them down the whole season. So for that reason, I, would, I wouldn't pick them to win against Tampa. But if they were to match up with the White Sox in the first round, I think I'd pick them to win, especially considering now that everyone's fully healthy. I know Gary Sanchez... Is, I mean, John Carlos Stanton right now is in a slump. Hopefully, he can bust out. I don't know if they're going to start Higashioka over Sanchez because last and also the defense. Defense has to be improved. Last night, it was a, the last two games have been extremely sloppy. Four errors is very, is unacceptable. I know they didn't really come back to but uh, the the one that wasn't counted as an error was Higashioka's rundown play where he threw it and it hit the the Mariners guy in the uh, Marlins Mariners Marlins player in the back in the in the rundown situation that should those rundowns should be a clear and clear cut out and that left third and second with one out and because of that the Marlins were able to get a run and the Yankees still had a chance in the bottom of the 10th inning with the bases loaded but they couldn't get it done but four errors in a game is completely unacceptable and if that happens in the postseason that's going to come back to bite you and you're going to lose the game for it so Aaron Boone has got to figure out his defense um I let he got ejected last night but not surprised because it's Aaron Boone but he has to get his. He has to get that. They have to get that defense sorted. They have to get that infield plays sorted. Um, Gio Urshela is the one making constant plays right now. Glaber Torres is making a lot of errors. He's got to figure that out. I don't know why. It's his natural position, but he's just making. He's making so many throwing errors. He's pulling Luke Voigt off the bag while he's lifting his glove up too early, and they're get the balls are getting through. I don't know. They got to sort it out quick and fast, and if they want a real chance at contending in the postseason, because right now I think they obviously have a chance because they're in, but. They're not really one of the favorites at this point. I'd say they're more of like a um, a puncher's chance at this point with the way they've been playing this season and how inconsistent they've been. They go on that huge run of winning 10, 11 straight games, and all of a sudden now they've lost a couple straight, and just, as you know, at their second-place spot is in jeopardy as the Toronto Blue Jays won last night. So it's only a one-and-a-half game difference entering the final two games of the season. So um, it's they really just – all you got to do is win one of those and one of those and you're good, and you've – guaranteed yourself that second place finish but for that reason um but again they got to sort it out this is not the yankee team we all expected to see this season so i'm hoping they can turn it around i have faith that they can and i think that if they were to play the wild card game wild card round if they and in the wild card round i'd still back them against any team besides the Rays. the Rays would be the only time i'd see them i'd see them losing against but because of that monster tanaka uh, Garrett Cole, game one, game two, starting combination. I'd still, I'd still back him to get there. So, with that being said, now let's move on to the NFL. We're gonna start with the Giants preview. Now, the Giants take on the San Francisco 49ers at 1 p.m. It's a 1 p.m. start um, this week. I don't know if it's at MetLife. I don't know. Um, I'm not sure about that. But either way, there's gonna be no fans there. So. With that being said, normally I'd pick this game as one where it'd be a long day to watch for Giants fans. I think the San Francisco 49ers healthy team is just come, is on a whole new is you know five ten levels better than the Giants. They'd probably get blown out if if it was a normal circumstance game. However, Jimmy Garoppolo is not playing. George Kittle is not playing. Nick Bosa, Solomon Thomas, both torn ACLs. They're done for the season. Raheem Mostert out for the game. Then backup running back Tevin Coleman out for the game. Richard Sherman, their cornerback, maybe their best cornerback, out for the game. The New York Giants 
are the favorites at this point because of how many injuries. And I'm going to pick them to win, but they better they better win this game. They better win this game because at this rate, the amount of injuries the San Francisco 49ers have would be extreme. It'd be unacceptable if the Giants were to come out there and lose this game. I know that Kyle Shanahan is a great host, coach, but they don't even they don't have Debo Samuel again. Remember, he's out for the first three games of IR. So your most potent weapon weapons on offense. So let's run this back. So first of all. Your quarterback, starting quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo is out. So Nick Mullins is making the start. Second of all, your potent run game, what the what the Niners build themselves off of, it, their top starting two running backs are done. They're not playing this game. Raheem Mostert has a knee. Tevin Coleman, I don't know what he has, but I know he's not playing. So for that reason, so you've got a third string running back in. Your two biggest weapons in the passing game, Debo Samuel is out to start the season for the first three games. He should be back next week. But George Kittle is not playing. That's the safety blanket there. There is no excuse to why the Giants should not win this football game. I know we're beat up. I know the Giants are beat up with injuries themselves, but not as bad as San Francisco. Saquon, I know Saquon Barkley is out, but Evan Ingram is still going to be there. I know Sterling Shepard is not there. They still have Darius Slayton, Daniel Jones. The offensive line is still is still intact. They're figuring it out, sort of. They played a great second half against Chicago last last week, but they need to figure it out. James Bradbury, Logan Ryan in the secondary. You cannot be allowing, Giants should not be allowing more than 25, 28, 24 points this game. They should be scoring, I think, at least 28. They should win this game, comfortably, not comfortably, but I'd say they should win this game with a final score of around 27 to 20, you know, something like that. It shouldn't be a game where we go there and say, oh my God, they've just been dominated. Because that first half against Chicago was absolutely woeful, whatever you say about it. Um, but, you know, they played a great second half. They had a good fight in themselves, but... They, they should win this game. This is a very winnable game at this point. And with how bad the NFC East is, any win you can get against a team that is not in the division is huge because of how horrible this NFC East is. Because the Cowboys don't have a great shot at winning against Seattle. So right now, it's Washington at 1-1, one one, Dallas at 1-1, one and, one, and the Eagles and the Giants at 0-2. Oh a team can go 8-8 eight and, eight and win this division. Because it is absolutely woeful. It is horrible. So I, they need they need this one. They need this one. This is a big one. You start 0 and 3, and your chances at at your slim chances at an NFC's crown are 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 completely are are um are shot right there. But obviously there's but even if they start 0 and 3, there's still a chance. I mean the only way in there for either all four of those teams is the NFC's crown because of how bad the division is. So for that reason, this is an extremely important game for them. And I really hope, I really hope Joe Judge has his, has the boys ready to play. And I hope they pull it out. I'm going to pick them to win. And they better win because otherwise it's going to be a very angry, it's going to be very angry Giants culture starting out 0-3 and essentially playing against a lot of second-string players from the 49ers. So without with the Giants out of the way, let's get to some other notable games. A great slate of games uh, in Week 3 of the NFL season. So let's start it out. Two 2-0 teams. The Buffalo Bills versus the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams have kept pace with the Cardinals. Have kept pace with the Cardinals in that in that and and NFC West division. NFC West division. Yep, with that that division is right now probably the best division in football with the Rams, Cardinals and Rams, Cardinals and Seahawks. Excuse me, and the 49ers. So there's three two and zero teams. And who do I pick? I got the Buffalo Bills winning this game because. The Rams have beaten the Eagles and the Cowboys, which all due respect are not extremely great teams. Again, the Bills beat the Jets in week one. So again, not great, but I do think Buffalo, I do think their defense is great. I do think they'll shut down the Rams offense. Jared Goff, I think will be brought back to earth with this performance. For that reason, I'll go Buffalo 24, 
16, somewhere around there. Buffalo improves to 3-0, and the Rams dropped 2-1. It'd be a good game. Another one. Two teams that desperately need to win, the Eagles versus the Bengals. Now, in normal, in normal circumstances, I'd pick the Eagles to win this game 100%, but they have looked absolute garbage this year. Carson Wentz has, been look, has looked horrible this year. He's part of the problem, but that offensive line needs to get its stuff sorted out because it is playing absolutely, it is absolutely woeful right now, that offensive line. I know they're beat up with injuries, but the receiving core, Nelson Aguilar, has more touchdowns this season than the entire Eagles receiving core put together. So... For that reason, this is a big game for the Eagles. Now, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick them to win. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna go with the Bengals. I'm switching my pick. I'm going with the Cincinnati Bengals. I think Joe Burrow is gonna do enough. Um, I think I don't know uh, if the see or do I switch it back? Um, you know what? We'll switch it back. We'll go back to the Eagles because I was just thinking about this. The Bengals have a horrible defense. They have horrible missed tackles. I don't know if they're even with how bad that offensive line is for the Eagles. I don't know if the Bengals are going to be able to uh, supply sufficient pressure to Carson Wentz. So for that reason, I'll go with the bet with the Eagles. I know Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is probably going to have another very good game, but I think Carson Wentz will have a bounce back game this week. So for that reason, uh, Miles Sanders is playing. He is back. So for that reason, I'll go with the Eagles. And if the Eagles do not win this game, then they're then then we really got to talk about what's going on with them. Then I don't know. I don't think they're going to bring in Jalen Hurts um, for Carson Wentz. But Eagles win this game. This is a game where the, the Eagles really, really got to put it together. They got to put it together here. They got to forget about the first two weeks. They improved to one and two. Bengals, Joe Burrow um, falls victim to the lackluster Cincinnati Bengals team that they are, and they fall 0-3. So another game, a surprise, Las Vegas Raiders 2-0 against the 1-1 Patriots. Uh, I'm not buying in the Raiders 1-whatever, not at all whatever, not any bit. I'm going with the Patriots. Now, I know the Raiders beat the Seahawks. Beat the beat the Saints last night last week on Monday Night Football, but that was a Saints team without no with no Michael Thomas. Uh, Drew Brees looks like his age is finally starting to take effect on him, and he really missed Michael Thomas last week. But I'm not buying the Raiders. Patriots win. Uh, they went toe to toe with maybe one of the best teams in football right now in Seattle. You know, had the play, had had the chance to win the game last play of the game. For some reason, those two teams always provide late drama. Um, Patriots. I told we talked about. I talked about how uh, the game against Seattle was going to be a real measuring stick to see where they are and how they are, how serious they are in cont- contention. Because beating the Miami Dolphins is not an achievement when you're starting Ryan Fitzpatrick. But they proved that they are a team in contention. It was not a blowout. They was close throughout. I know Russell Wilson lit up four touchdowns on a Bill Belichick defense, but Cam Newton played well, had a couple turnovers, but that's okay. Patriots, I think that game is a real is a real good indication that they are still a contender without Tom Brady. But so for that reason, I pick them to beat the Raiders. They start the year out two and one. Continue to put pressure on the Bills for the division crown. There. Next one, the four thirty game, the Cowboys versus the Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks should win this game. I mean, the Cowboys. Cowboys just you can say all you want. I know they're one and one, but they should have not beaten Atlanta last weekend. We've talked about how stupid the Falcons look. The fact that six players didn't jump on the onside kick football. I don't know how Dan Quinn still has a job. He should be fired. I mean, the Atlanta Falcons. What was that last week? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, all you have to do is jump on that football. The the rules state that the Cowboys can't touch it, can't touch it till ten yards. But the Atlanta Falcons can fall on it when they please. So that means six players didn't know the rules. And you know, it's okay if one player doesn't know the rules. You know, it's the heat of the moment. But when six players don't know it. 
that is a sign that the coaching staff does not have his, have his team to play. Dan Quinn has let numerous has made numerous personal uh, personnel changes ever since he blew the lead. He is the one common denominator. He should be out of this job. I would have fired him right on the spot after blowing that game. So the Cowboys again, they did they maybe saved their season with that victory, but the Seahawks should win. The Cowboys secondary is still weak. Russell Wilson just threw four touchdowns on a very good or decent, pretty good Bill Belichick defense. So for that reason, I expect him to have a big day. Seattle could be vulnerable in the secondary pending the injuries of their um, course. I expect another high-scoring game, but I'll take Russell Wilson. Final score, 35-20. We'll go 35-27 Seattle. They improved to 3-0. Cowboys fall to 1-2 on the season. May, should be 0-3 if they lose this week. But now let's go. The Sunday night football game, a very good one. The 2-0 Packers versus the 1-1 New Orleans Saints. I got the Green Bay Packers. I did not like what I saw from the Saints versus the LA Rant versus the, the Raiders. Um, Drew Brees really looked to be missing Michael Thomas. They He is just proving the haters wrong, saying that he can't perform without him. I've personally you know, been a Drew Brees fan. I mean, I mean, people are saying his arm is done, He, but I mean, he didn't really have massive arm strength to start with. It's usually how accurate he is, but the fact that he was somewhat inaccurate in his first two games is a concerning sign for the Saints. So I do think the Packers win this game. Aaron Rodgers has been playing great. I know he's beat up on two bad teams, but you know how motivated he's going to be after the Packers selected Jordan Love this whole season. So this would be the perfect start for Green Bay to improve to 3-0 on the season, and I think they get it done on a Sunday night football game and a nationally televised game to show Aaron, and Aaron Rodgers to show that he's still got juice left. So for that reason, Packers improve to 3-0 versus the New Orleans Saints. Saints fall to 1-2, and and their season becomes in jeopardy. Now... The big game of the week, the new the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Baltimore Ravens, in my opinion, probably will be an AFC Championship game preview. Now, I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens. They just look like the better team at this point. Kansas City really had a tough time with the Chargers. Patrick Mahomes was almost outplayed by Justin Herbert, but you know the good teams find a way to win when they uh, when they're not playing their best. So based off that result, I'm going to take the Ravens. You know, you can make the argument that the Seahawks are ahead of the Chiefs. Right now for the second best team in football, and maybe the Ravens, I not think at this point, are the best team in football. That hard smash mouth team, that Chiefs defense, whatever you want to say about it, is still a liability. The Ravens might be the Ravens will probably able the Ravens who tend to who who have a very balanced offense will probably go run heavy and try and pound the ball down Kansas City's throat, which I think they will do very successfully. Kansas City is suspect in the run defense. I know they have Frank Clark and Chris Jones, but they're but they're still they're not great against the rush. So for that reason, I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens. I think there's going to be a ground and pound game. And I think the Ravens defense is going to do enough to the Chiefs offense. Enough to keep them at bay. Not let them explode, but not completely shut them down. So for that reason, so for those reasons, final score, Ravens win this one 28-21. Let's go. No, actually, no, let's go 24-17. Chiefs get hold to 17 points of offense. Patrick Mahomes takes a loss on the season. I do think Patrick Mahomes is the better quarterback than Lamar Jackson, but I just think the Ravens right now are playing better football. Now, later in the season, if they match up in the AFC Championship game, then it'll be a whole different story. But for that reason, right now, the Chiefs, the Ravens win on Monday Night Football versus the Kansas City Chiefs in what, in my opinion, will be the AFC Championship preview. Um, it's going to be great. Two, maybe the two best quarterbacks in the league in Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson going at it. Right now, I'd say Russell Wilson is probably the best, but two of the best going at it. Um, it's going to be a great game. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And it's going to be, again, measuring stick to see where each team is because, you know, the the Chiefs have beaten, you know, two not have not great teams. The Ravens have beaten two, 
you know, not great teams at this point in the season. So this is going to be their first real test of action. I think the Baltimore Ravens come out on top on Monday Night Football. They improved to 3-0, and right now they are the best team in football right now. So I know it's a little bit of a short episode, but that's all for, um, for this episode. And uh, thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you next week.